the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using b7dev.com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. Want to scale your growth faster? Games Boost 42 gives you early access to your app store revenues, allowing you to multiply your growth without losing equity. See how they can help you grow by visiting gamesboost42.com. That once again is gamesboost, the number 42.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to growing your app downloads, and more importantly, those revenues. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest. I tracked her down. I was like, you got to come on to the podcast, please. I begged her to come on to share with us all that she knows about UA because she's been doing it for a long time. And I heard her on a different podcast, and that's when I said, you know, Gina, you got to immediately come back on. <laughs> We're going to talk all about Facebook, AAA. So that's automated app installs and then Google UAC. And then how do you really get started with just acquisition in general? So without further ado, let me introduce the guest. Her name is Gina Kwong. She is growth at a company called Electronic Arts EA, as you guys might know it. But Gina, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. Uh, very happy to be here. Hey, Gina, I want to start with this. So I've got clients and some have decent sized budgets, some have no budgets, but for the decent sized budgets, the thing that I hear from them often is, hey, Steve, we got like 10, 20 grand. Maybe that's their whole marketing budget, right? And let's go big. Let's go big on launch. What would you say? And how do you, working at a big company like EA, how do you start approach, approaching the, the start of any UA campaign? Sure. Yeah. I think that um, with any campaign or any product, uh, it really is dependent on whether it's a new product or if it's like a product that has been around for a little while. So that, that changes kind of how you or I would approach that. Um, what that about strategy. a new product? Let's try with the new product. Cause most sure. of the people are launching a new app. Typically. That's fair. Um, so with a new product, I think that you still need to know, you know, understand kind of like where, which geos that you believe that you will be able to um, be successful in or, you know, geos that you want to target, um, whether it's iOS and Android, both platforms, or do you, is it, you know, you want to focus on one? Um, and like, what is the goal really in the initial launch, right? Is it to get enough installs to see whether the um, retention is an engagement within the app is what you expect it to be? Or are you really just kind of launching the um these campaigns to bring users in and monetize off of them right so like you having that information is important to figure out how to approach the the strategy and what's really interesting is that you know marketers are actually ua marketers are actually have um really exciting tools to help them do this like the mid-size like marketers because um AAA and uac really is built for that. It's mm. like the broad, the strategy to test broadly so that you can figure out your, the clusters of audience that you know can, will convert for you, whatever metrics you're looking for, KPIs. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can drill down and relaunch campaigns that are just focused on those areas. 
So um, yeah, that's how I would approach it. Like really clustering countries, figuring out like what works for your, you know, market research that you've done before, what you think that um, product will work in mm-hmm. um, and then start from there. Is there a favorite geo that you like to launch in? <laughs> um <laughs> U.S. is a popular one, you know, <laughs> for any app, right? Uh, and, but that doesn't always work out. Like that's, you know, I've definitely seen apps that do not perform as well in the U.S. Mm. Um, there because there are products that are just more popular internationally than U.S. Right? Um, so really, just understanding your own brand and your own product, like that's definitely the starting point. And then having, you know, talk definitely with a UA marketer to figure out like how to set these up and then optimizing towards an event that works to um, towards like getting the result that you're looking for. Yeah. Well, I always reference my, one of my bigger clients and they were in soft launch for, I believe like eight months. Right. And they were in, I believe like Spain, the Nordic countries, Mm -hmm. and then they just had all these metrics, like here's a lifetime value, here's this. And so I always tell my clients that want to go big on launch. like, Hey, you know, here's how the big guys are doing it. They're like testing every little thing. They're making sure the onboarding is good. The retention is strong. The LTV is strong. And then they're doing a big worldwide release and spending all that money. And so They've got millions of dollars. You got tens of thousands of dollars. Like, let's have a more staged approach where we start small and then, you know, move up. Yep. Yeah. And it's interesting that you're testing on like the Nordic countries and um, Spain because, or if they were, because those countries generally have a higher uh, ARPU, but there's small scale. So yeah. I don't know how indicative it is to um, how the product will perform like worldwide. Right. So I think that having like testing it with like even a small budget, actually, believe it or not, even bigger companies do not spend massive amounts to test, uh, you know, like new products because we don't know how it's going to perform like on these campaigns. And you can't just blow that money without seeing like, you know, some sort of maturation. Um, But yeah, I, I think it's testing is always kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a broken record, but there's nothing else that can really replace it yet. So, (laughs) well, you know, I do say like, look for retention, right? That should be your KPI in the very beginning. I mean, you Mm -hmm. disagree with me anytime, but you know, would you still start with a Facebook AAA campaign as a like, Hey, let's, let's start with this and let's see where we get. Yes, absolutely. I definitely recommend testing on there because with, um, AAA, you can just really test really fast. You can test out what kind of creatives will work for you, mm-hmm. what kind of, um, which geo you will um, be most successful in, and then really seeing like how you're bringing in um, users at a much cheaper rate and that you can actually have a chance to getting a certain ROI or you know cost per purchase or cost, like CAC, um, depending on what you're looking for. So. I think it's it's the easiest and fastest and likely the cheapest way to test a new product. Now, there are caveats to AAA, right? Like you don't get to see placement anymore. You don't really get to see a whole lot of demographic. Um, so those are definitely the caveats. But we're looking at, you know, with AAA, you're kind of really looking at the broad strokes here with like geo, um, you know, um, yeah, like creative, because those are the big levers that... Um, you need to kind of guide how you want to test. Like 
in UAC or other, you know, ad networks, DSP, things like that. Okay. So my audience, not maybe not as huge, sophisticated UA people who have humongous budgets. They're more like solo, small business indies, you know, maybe a team of five, 10 type people. Mm-hmm. When you're starting with AAA, what are the assets you need? Is it just the creatives? Is it, what, what do we need just to get going? Yeah. Um, so you can have 50 creative, you know, assets that are, um, static or static images or videos. You cannot test playables on AAA. So, um, yeah, you, all you really need is like static images that really convey what you're trying to get your customers to do. And video is also engaging as well. Um, but you don't, I mean, I have definitely seen static images outperform video. Um, you know, like Facebook is, is an interesting platform. Like people just behave a little differently than a lot of other platforms on Facebook because, you know, static images kind of, I don't know, sometimes it appeals more for specific products. Um, yeah. And like you can have 50, but I really don't think you need 50. Sometimes I think that, um, I, my personal recommendation is like, you launch with maybe 10 or 15, Mm. maybe 20, uh, depending on how many you have, because you don't want to like use everything you have, right? Because you also do need to refresh the fact that you test it and it's like fast, cheaper results and you get a whole bunch of installs means that it's going to burn through your creatives pretty quickly. So you're going to have to refresh at least every two weeks, um, ideally every week. Uh, and you, you know, I have always kind of advocated creative testing on AAA, but that's a separate story. So you don't really need a massive budget to really test on AAA. I mean, I would recommend like, you know, if you're testing one or two geos, or if you want to do like us and then worldwide to see which geos do well, Mm -hmm. I would basically kind of set them to, you know, a couple hundred bucks a day for each campaign per platform and then go from there. And if you see good results, then, and you get good ROAS, then increase it. Um, I never advocate testing like huge budgets in the beginning because you really just don't know. And I'm a very conservative UA uh, tester, you know, like I'm they're like, <laughs> let's just go, but like do this, you know? And I, I do that. I do actually, I used to have that with a former colleague of mine. Um, she introduced me to that emoji. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is us. <laughs> but uh, I'm very frugal with that because, you know, I'm a big fan of obviously meeting all of my goals. Um, that's really important to me and like making sure that we understand what's going on before increasing budgets because you can always spend more. Um, yeah. Complete new question. Is it, do we say like, here's our target CPA? Here's our, what are we, what are we controlling within Facebook? Just say, Hey, I've got a couple of hundred bucks a day to spend and you determine everything. Or can we, are there some parameters that we can limit Facebook to? Sure. Yeah, no, that's a very legitimate question. Uh, because it's very confusing in Facebook, I think with, uh, yeah, no, it, it took me a little bit, uh, took me a minute to like write it all down and be like, okay, this is what it means. So I can explain it to people because I, <laughs> I do it. Right. And then I'm like, wait, how do I explain this? Uh, yeah. So you definitely have to decide whether you want to optimize towards installs, uh, a purchase, which is very common. Right. Or if you want to optimize towards ROAS or like value optimization that's called in um, on Facebook. So you don't really set an amount other than on like the ROAS, which is called min ROAS. 
uh, it's a target. So like, let's say you want to target 10% return based on the Facebook UI, right? Then you set it there as a min or less. Now, when you're just starting a AAA campaign, you don't have enough data to do that. So you'll likely have to run towards optimizing towards purchase um, or install actually, depending on how much, uh, how fast the system learns. Usually you kind of start with install campaigns and then you move to AEO, which is the event, and you do not set a target CPA. Basically, Facebook is going to look for everyone and anyone that will convert to a purchase for you. So if they serve it to, you know, an ad to somebody and they don't convert after a couple of times, they're just going to move on to somebody else. Um, yeah, that's like, that's kind of the, the beauty of this, right? It's not set it and forget it, but at least it's not like super difficult that most likely you won't forget anything because a lot of times they won't let you, the system won't let you publish um, until you do like fix certain problems and whatever. Hey Gina, so let's say you got hired for a brand new startup that is mobile and they want you to head their, your UA. Now they got nothing, right? The new app is coming out. What is like the tech stack? And I know you work for a bigger company. So like, I don't want you to reveal anything that you don't want to reveal, but like, what is the recommended tech stack? You're like, Hey, before you start thinking about UA, here's some critical SDKs or whatever it is you need to have in place. Cause I think with, you know, I, I deal with a lot of the, the startups who are just starting mm -hmm. their UA and I'm like, look, let me just make sure everything is talking to each other. First and foremost, before we yeah. start spending lots of big monies. Absolutely. And what's really funny, I didn't really used to work for big companies. Uh, <laughs> I actually have more experience with startups. So I'm very familiar with this process because I have helped several companies to really like uh, move MMPs, you know, and like set up kind of um, data connections and be able to uh, access the data. So, yeah, I mean, in talking to a comp like a startup that has a brand new product, Definitely because of the app, you have to have an MMP just because like you, with any sort of testing, that is pretty important because uh, I actually meant to mention it earlier, like Facebook UI data will always look a little bit better than MMP data. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about certain percentages, but <laughs> if you, you can always expect that. And that's because Facebook is a SANS network, right? So self-attributing network. So as you can imagine, that, that happens. Um, and same for you know any other self-attributing network. So I, I would have that integrated and also connecting the internal data to be able to pass back like um, postbacks to the MMP and then to Facebook. Um, I would love for it to be in real time. So then there's callbacks to the internal system yeah. and then back to NMP and then to Facebook. So that should be like a smooth process, process, which takes a minute. If you have a dedicated engineer, it's a lot more helpful, but if you don't, it could take a few weeks, you know, depending on resources. And then you need to have um, a data visualization tool, whether it's like Looker, Tableau, or any sort of internal, um, I guess, if you need to, you know, pull via query so that anytime you run a campaign, you know exactly what's going on internally, like exactly how much you're getting back, right? Like, are these new users? Are they not new users, um, et cetera? Like how they're, and then you, like you were saying, like retention, because that you need to be able to match it back to the campaign on any on all the levels after they enter the app yeah 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 so 
that's that's what I was telling them too. I was like, hey, let's just set up a small campaign just to make sure the MMP is talking to Facebook, everything is properly talking to each other, and then mm-hmm. before we start really driving in more, absolutely a little bit. Yeah, that's like the most ideal case, right? But a lot of times it's like, hey, I'm, you're just gonna go off the Facebook UI, and I'm like. I'm going to warn you, this is what's going to happen, but Hey, sometimes, you know, they're, they're okay with it. And we all work within the, the limitations of what we're kind of given. And, uh, you know, especially a small company, they don't have all these resources, even though MMPs are fairly affordable from what I remember, especially for a smaller, uh, title or smaller product. Got it. And then for those Gina, I got to commend you. You're, you're like explaining all the acronyms. One thing I hate about like just tech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Right? No, you've been uh-huh. great. You've been great about it. You're like, you know, AEO, blah, blah, blah. But MMP, just for those who are not familiar, mobile measurement partner. So just yep. something that will attribute all yep. the things to it. Definitely. Any key differences when you're starting a AAA campaign versus a Google UAC? They seem like they're very similar in terms of like all the creatives and all the parameters that you need. Uh, yeah, they're, they're similar. I actually, that's what I remember telling the Facebook team when, um, uh, when we were testing Facebook beta with another company and I said, look, this is very similar to Google UAC. And they're like, sure, really? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, okay. You can't admit it officially. That's fine. Um, and so, yeah, it's very similar because basically with Google, actually, you have even less control, right? You basically kind of set your geo and your budget. You can actually set a bid actually for the the purchase one, I think, um, the purchase type of campaign. Mm-hmm. But then I think that's it. And you have even less control in terms of like the reporting on your creatives are very irregular. It's almost kind of like this black box that you can't really see much. And the individual creative uh, performance does not really match your ad set aggregate performance. So it's somewhat of a relative on like what they're, what's working, what's not working. Um, so the best way to, you know, look at that performance, if you can, is to ingest it internally and see how you can attribute it on your side internally. Awesome. Uh, yeah. What I remember looking at a client's thing is just like best headline best image <laughs> that's it that's all you saw you exactly. saw the click through rates and that's it but it wasn't like yeah. here's the best combination it's just like here's your best description and here's your best headline here's your best performing image yeah but at least google gives you placement data you can see whether your campaigns are on like you know google search display youtube oh, interesting. um so you can at least like see hey if my performance is doing really really well but it's kind of small scale it's likely because it's on google search um if it's you know extremely high CPMs and it's still performing well, likely it's YouTube. But you know not all YouTube traffic is you know is good because you can sometimes get remnant or another advertiser may not be bidding as high or whatever the case. Or yeah. um, it's always just be careful during like month end and month beginning. Uh, that's when like budgets can go out of whack for both like. Uh, on UAC especially, because I think UAC, the budgets can, it's almost kind of like a suggestion. It's kind of like whatever it spends, but just be careful with UAC because it's very sensitive. Like you don't, it's not as like, like with Facebook, for example, I can change bids and budgets multiple times a day and it will still be very steady. Uh, Google UAC is a little bit more sensitive. That's all I'm going to say about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> hey, Dina, what I want to move on to is now that we've sort of set up these campaigns and now let's say you are one of the bigger publishers out there or advertisers out there, how do we start scaling up AAA in Google UAC? Is it just like playing around with the daily budget number? Um, yes, that is definitely <laughs> part of it, right? Um, and then once you have some data on like what is working, you know, geo-wise or which creatives and like you think about how to group them, um, things like that. That's kind of when you like launch other create um, other types of campaigns and then even go into like lookalikes. You use AAA as kind of like a broad testing. And then once you figure out what's going on or what is performing well for you, you restructure with AAA and lookalike. If you know, once you have more data, because once you have a list of like purchasers through your app, you know, via the Facebook SDK, then you can say, hey, let me like find me users like this. And I've definitely seen that you can run both types of campaigns and be and have both of them be fairly su successful. It's just like AAA, you know, you can't run more than one campaign and one geo. Oh, I see. And one optimization. So you can't like, you know, run a campaign that optimizes towards the event and um, like in the US, like you can't run two campaigns with maybe like different creatives or something. Like if you have more than 50, you wanted to test both. Got it. Are you shifting more of your budget towards AAA versus just manually, you know, setting up your own campaigns? Um, it all depends on the titles. Like we shift budgets where that makes sense. I see. Right. Like we don't, um, I'm not trying to like spend more in any sort of thing. If e this campaign has like a better performance on the KPIs that I'm optimizing towards, then I will shift more budget there. Uh, vice versa, of course, like if it's not doing as well, then I will like pull back. So it's real, it's all very much performance based. Again, like another buzzwords with about another buzzword, which I despise. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's all really kind of based on that. So I can't really say that much, but, um, yeah, but I, I think that AAA has a lot of opportunity for these kind of testing, at least in the beginning. Do you think like the creative, whether it's a video or a static image is the most important part, or have you seen that sometimes, you know, changing the ad text and some of the headlines or these parameters as more text-based, have you seen a big difference by optimizing for those? Well, um, yes and no, because there, I, I've definitely seen certain headlines do really, really well, or certain ad copy do really, really well, but it really has to do with like the context, right? Or if you say free, I mean, it does mm -hmm. bring in a lot more people. Um, but if you're just talking about, hey, you know, check this out or whatever, um, it's not as clear where the winners are. And you can see that in AAA. So that's one of the things that you can break out in a drill down menu. Um, and uh, what's the other thing? Static images and yeah. uh, videos. Um, Again, like it really depends on like what is the on those images and the videos. Mm. So I we have titles that are only really video, you know, the static images don't really get a whole lot of spend. And we all know that Facebook favors certain creatives. Um, and it's like a history across the account. So it doesn't matter whether you just like pause campaigns or whatever and relaunch that creative. Um, 
and other titles I see really good performance with static even mm -hmm. when we have very much equal you know video for that static um it still will outperform it so it really depends but I definitely have seen like you know mid-tier spend creatives go ahead and like be top tier spend creative over time so I always recommend that you don't pause out like the mid-tier ones you just pause the ones at the bottom so it's like you know the really high spending you obviously keep right got it got it got it um because even if the ROAS is kind of not as good as the number one or whatever like eventually Facebook will pick it up and serve it and then you'll see the ROAS pick up sometimes so you want to give it a chance uh -huh. like now, like if it goes and spends like, you know, the 20K and doesn't give you anything, yeah, I would pause it. But <laughs> like, if you're seeing something, it's really kind of more judgment call at that point, because you're just working within the confines of like what Facebook has set up. So once it's like horrible, don't remove it, don't pause that creative, let it run if it's in the, somewhere in the middle. Is that what you're Yeah, saying? like unless it's like absolutely it has not returned any installs, no, you know, no ROAS whatsoever, um, then yeah, then something is off. Yeah. That is kind of like the, um, that's how you troubleshoot, right? When you see something that's like, that kind of looks a little weird, whatever. And then you just flag it to the Facebook team because there's definitely still bugs. Can you adjust, like one of the things that I learned running Apple search ads was like, never pause a keyword. So if it's like, way above the your target cpa yeah it's like they they said don't pause it like that's what we used to do we're like this keyword's way too expensive and they just said just decrease the bid you know like keep decreasing mm. the bid until it starts working for you so is there a way to adjust like hey this this creative is not performing up to par but can you show less of it there's no is there a way to adjust no that? there's no way to do that um yeah and i wouldn't i'm not afraid to go and like delete it because it, it gets it has to be deleted so um, I guess deleted may be the wrong word, but you have to go and like take it off. Like you have to not deselect it. So it's not going to be part of your creative um, set to get served. So if something is like completely not spending anything, you know, like, you know, a couple dollars here and there. So aggregate like per week is like $20 maybe. I would pause it. I'm a little ruthless with this because I just want to give like some of the better performing uh, creative a chance to get served and maybe that will get somebody to convert. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it really is a judgment call. <laughs> like there's no one size fits all. If you think that you want to keep it, that's fine. Um, I did test like 50 creatives when we were like you first on the beta test. And I was like, that's what they recommended. And my manager gave me a best advice. Like, you know, I would always question this, <laughs> whether <laughs> it's like, is the recommended make sense? And I was like, hmm, okay, you're right. You're right. That's why you're the boss. Um, so <laughs> uh, he, he's a great boss. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. He knows that I, I feel that way. So I'm very grateful. Hey, I'm starting to see this setting within Facebook ads about this, like iOS 14. Do you ever turn that on? Like, I don't know what to do with that. I look at it. I'm like, what should I do with this thing? <laughs> that is like the million dollar question um okay i don't even know where to start so every i hope everybody knows that ios 14 is imminent and it's coming yeah. and apple has quoted by saying that it's coming early spring and i'm only going to say you know public information and 
Facebook has definitely taken steps since kind of probably late last year, but really sped things up in the last month or so, where um, there's definitely been some attribution setting change. So it defaults to one day view, seven day click. And then um, AAA is actually on one day click, which is kind of, I believe it's a bug, but mm. anyway, uh, we've made, I think we flagged it to Facebook now, but um, I digress. So iOS 14.5 is the official, I don't wanna put a name on it. It's what everybody is preparing for at the moment. And so the toggle that you see in Facebook is Facebook's way of letting you test the uh, SKI network that um, Apple has required for everybody to be on in order to run iOS 14.4 or 0.5 traffic. So previously Facebook wanted you, like it was requiring everybody to have a separate account for iOS 14, but now they're allowing people or advertisers to actually do it within the current account, which is really amazing because you don't lose all that history, right? Um, so, and you still only get nine campaigns with five ad sets per title for, from my understanding or per product. Is it one of these things that you're just going to always turn on? No, you, you only, you only turn it on when you want to run iOS 14 or like eventually, I mean, the idea is eventually all the iOS campaigns will be on iOS 0.4 or 0.5 and above, right? right? As as Apple keeps reminding you to update your phone. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we're headed and Got we it. don't know how that's gonna look yet. Mm -hmm. So another dumb question, do you just turn it on? Cause right now I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I just leave it off, but like, do you turn it on? Well, you have to make sure that your app is prepared for it. So okay. there's Got like it. this whole, you know, what, like all, if you're using the Facebook SDK, is it on the latest SDK version? If you're going through the MMP, is that set up for event configuration? Um, there's like a whole webinar or series of webinars and tutorials <laughs> to teach you what to do. So okay. I don't know if we have Good. enough time for that right here, but yeah, I, I definitely do not recommend turning that on unless you have confirmed with your data team your, your MMP team and Facebook team, you turn that on <laughs> because otherwise all you're going to see is nothing. Oh. And then the data, the data sh is delayed by about one to three days. So oh. it's an aggregate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is why I love doing this. And this is why I said, I will never stop doing this because I just have dumb questions. <laughs> and who can I ask? I don't think they're dumb questions at all. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's confusing because you're like, what do I do with this? And, you know, yeah. I get it. I mean, <laughs> even people who are in it 24 seven, you know, that's what it feels like when you're in UA. Um, it's still very confusing because we are all learning on the fly yeah. because there's not a whole lot of information to what is going to really happen when this is live. And all of us are just preparing as much as we can. Um, and, you know, I would recommend any advertiser out there to test it. If you're really gonna, you wanna keep test, if you keep one, if you want to keep spending money on iOS, you need to test because mm -hmm. you don't know what it's gonna look like. Yeah.
I like it. Hey, Gina, let's yeah. end with this. You know, one of the things that I've been trying to shift the podcast to is more about monetization and mm -hmm. like converting your existing users and not always thinking about growth. Cause I think we, as even UA people or like just founders at founders, they, they just default to like, how do I get more downloads? I want to make more money. So like, how do I get more downloads? I'm like, well, you can optimize the product. So how is a UA manager? How do you like to work with your product team to be like, Hey, what's working well? Like, you know, I guess like, how would you communicate to your product team? For ad monetization. So or any type um, of like just the product itself. Like, how are you guys making money? How do I do oh, a I see, job I see, I see. of like bringing in the right users or, you know, like, I don't know how you work with the product team. So pretty sure. general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've actually had the um, opportunity to work with product teams closely throughout my career, mainly because I was working in very small teams and startups and they just kind of sit across the room and I just go bug them. And I'm like, I don't really care if I shouldn't because um Traditionally, UA teams are pretty siloed. So what we do is like we observe certain trends and then we flag it, you know, like, hey, you know, these users are seems to be monetizing really well. What changed, you know, and then like, how can we do replicate this or make this into like an evergreen kind of promotion or event or anything like that. So that's kind of like the primary, like the first step, so to speak, if you, you know, uh, if an advertiser or a UA person is not quite like as connected to the product team. Um, I think just having like the product calendars being in this meeting, these meetings, understanding like what is being updated, what is happening so that, you know, I have extra pairs of eyes on anything because anything that changes in the product will affect your campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. So you should know what's going on. Um, yeah. Like, that's kind of the biggest thing. And I really enjoy working with, you know, our product teams because they want you to succeed because that means their product is, succeed, is succeeding, right? So um, we all have kind of the same goal and, and that's, you know, it's, I feel very lucky that I've been working with teams that are like that. Uh, I definitely have seen it where it's like, it's more difficult uh, it's more of a challenge to really work with them because either they don't want to spend time, you know, working with UA marketers to um, streamline the process or whatever the case may be, right? So um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that easily. Uh, so I, I've seen definitely like in a difference in like spend. So, you know, I've seen products that have more involvement and in, like uh, support from the teams to spend a lot more money and they we see that in the revenue and the returns because I don't spend money unless I see the returns. Right. So that's kind of why um, UA teams are kind of, it's funny because this is how I explain to my friends. I'm like, they only hire people like us when they really want to grow, right? Because if they don't, then like, they're not going to hire people like us because we're probably, you know, kind of expensive for a marketer. Um, so Right. I mean, your success metric is so tied into revenue, which is so tied exactly. to the product. Like it only makes sense to be talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The the other question I have for you, not the last question, I guess I should stop saying this. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the, my previous podcast guests, he was saying that he was running retargeting campaigns on people who ended up getting a trial for his app. And so he would retarget them and get them to like stay on or subscribe to the app. Are you doing any type of like clever retargeting or anything around that? Yeah, I think definitely like retargeting is on everybody's minds, right? Because um, there's this kind of debate on whether it's like, you know, you've tapped out or like, you know, 
bringing in new users are too expensive or you just have a lot of new users, you want to make sure that you they don't churn that quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have definitely done re-engagement in the past and um, it really depends on the products. Like if you have like an e-current commerce product, retargeting them is almost guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to. Um, because like the repeat customer is so vital to your product. Um, if you have like maybe a gaming app or any sort of other types of apps that are bringing in new users and then you, you know, the lifetime value is uh, maybe relatively low or maybe mid range, then you adjust your strategy to re-engage them for whatever makes sense for them to come back whether it's like a new event or they're going to get some free rewards or right. any sort of thing, right? Like e-commerce is usually like promo codes or like sales and things like that. So it's, yeah, I mean, I think that that is still very much kind of a, a topic people think about a lot. And, um, you know, I think that we are no different. We, we also think about that also. Yeah. And I remember talking to the, the UA guy at peak and they were saying like, we have the seven day window cause they're more subscription based. Like we know that we try to show the most popular games. Once somebody downloads that, we retarget them with showing the most popular games in that seven day window. Cause we know we have this seven day window to get them to ultimately subscribe. And that's how he was doing all his re-engagement campaigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that must be what it makes sense for them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I think that understanding where your customers are dropping off because some people may drop off after the first day and they never come back right if you have a big enough group you can retarget your purchasers people who like made a purchase um that have like left after a certain period of time so Uh. it really depends on the product itself um so i really don't want to like say you know certain what it will work for everyone, but yeah. understanding that is, is important. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be as PC as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Gina, anything we missed that you want to make sure we cover? I feel like I already said too much. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I keep I, going. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed just chatting. I feel like this, uh, hopefully, it's informative uh, for your listeners. And yeah, I think it's great. Just test. I, I can't emphasize that enough don't set big budgets because like it's not always a good idea i love it i love it i love that you're saying it too from a bigger company not just like some cheapy like me and like all right don't spend too much right i'm sure that's not true (laughs) (laughs) well gina this has been absolutely amazing but let's go to the big finish give us one app we should definitely check out i was thinking about that i mean you should definitely check out star wars galaxy of heroes because that's an ea app and it is the biggest mobile game star wars star wars mobile game of all time currently because i don't i don't like to make you know certain claims but it's yeah it's a really fun app the team has been doing a lot of um updates and like a lot of events so i think it'll be fun to check out especially you know coming off the mandalorian like there are new characters in there from there Mm. in the app so it'll be fun i love it what's a lesson and it could be personal or business that took you the longest to learn yeah, I think about that a lot um, <laughs> because I've been doing this for a while. So I'm like, what do I, what can I impart in terms of uh, lessons that people can just learn uh, faster than me? I, I think for me, the biggest lesson is like, I'm a, 
I like to, I've done a lot of execution, you know, I'm like a, I'm a doer, you know, I get, I get shit done. Right. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me to learn is like really taking a step back and really think um, bigger picture. Cause I, I'm, I like to think things through a lot too, but this is like a different perspective um, in thinking about, is that really going to make impact the biggest impact for my business or app or whatever? Um, as opposed to like, I just want to get it done. And I think that is one of the hardest things to learn for um, probably somebody like me, you know, but probably other people out there because you start off kind of having so much to do because UA is like that, you know, you just have a crap load of things to do. And then, but really taking a step back and doing that will help you gain a better perspective. And it, I think the development and like, promotions and all that stuff will come after that. I love it. It's something I struggle with too. So I'm glad you shared that openly. The website is ea.com. You guys obviously heard about it as well, but check out the game that Gina recommended. Star Wars Galaxy Heroes in your favorite app store, Google, Android, and iOS. Gina, if the audience wants to follow up with you personally, do you want to send them anywhere else? Oh, you just reach out via LinkedIn. I generally respond, which to me, I have... I definitely have seen not everybody do that, no. but I like to respond because, you know, uh, we've all been there. We've all cold, uh, I guess, message people. Um, and it's always amazing when people respond. I'm like, what? That's a real person. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I mean, any questions I would love to, you know, uh, respond, connect, um, happy to do so because like, why not? Yeah. Well, tell Gina, if you're going to reach out to her on LinkedIn, that you heard her on this podcast. That's what I did. I was like, hey, I loved you on Shaman's podcast. Would you come on and share your knowledge with me? And she said yes. So she she does respond, but make sure you just don't just say, I don't know. You know, LinkedIn recommends it as well. So Gina's LinkedIn profile is linked up once you click on her name. Gina, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun. I mean, I love... Uh talking about UA for some reason, but you know, that's what I do. You got to come back anytime <laughs> you want. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.